You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 48, where we talk about how the right values add the right value. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another, yet another. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Just keep piling them up. More and more episodes of the Leaders of the Future podcast. My name is Joel. I am from Axe Generations. I am joined by the mysterious yet marvelous Julian <laughs> Clark today from the 19 Project. Oh. Hello, Julian. Uh, hello, hello. It's, it's like some weird competition we've got going on <laughs> between the two of us of yeah, how we can, can best introduce one another. You've got to have a hobby some, somehow. Yeah. Mysterious and marvelous. Speaking of hobbies, how's your newly uh, found hobby of playing golf? Do you want to tell everyone about your hey, my little newly golf found journey? hobby of golf is well, I've played three times, I think, since we've last spoken. And wow. um, gee, that's good. Just sl- it's slight. There's been slight improvements. There you go. Okay. Have Have you? Can you just let everyone know? Have you thrown any golf clubs yet? No, I haven't. I have lost plenty of golf balls. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, that's good. You were quite off. measured then in your temper, I guess. So. Yeah, but it's been great because the weather's been amazing. So I'm definitely a fair weather golfer. A fair so weather golfer, the sun is yeah. shining. Let's go play golf. There's, you know, there's worse things to yeah, be well, doing. For our, for our non-European or... Uh, you know, Northern Hemispherian listeners. I don't even know if that's Hemispherian. <laughs> that Can word? you be that? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're really hitting the jackpot with summer so far this year. Mm. So uh, I don't know what it's like down in Australia or maybe these other places, but this is definitely, we're living the good life over here. But anyway, uh, last episode, we talked about uh, discovering core values and we just kind of wanted to peel back the layers a little bit more today and kind of looking at, where values come from or, you know, it's, I, I went on this journey when I was starting Lift Leaders at the time where I had to talk about, you know, what I wanted it to be. Um, but there was a big difference in how we define or how we approach um, our value. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, how to process that um, when it comes to who, who we are, how we want to make decisions, how we define what is important to us. So, Julian, I know you've got some some great thoughts you want to share with us today. Oh, Don't I do shake your head. You I do have it. some great thoughts. <laughs> I always love it. We both use that line when we want the other person to do the talking. <laughs> well, the problem yeah. is, is uh, I don't have a, I don't. Uh, I don't need a second invitation to be talking. So. No, well, that's true. Yeah, but t- I think for me, it's this idea that the right values help you to add the right value to to wherever you are. Um, so, um, and I love, the, I've got a quote for you. I'm going to give you a quote at the start. I mean, you can use that as a quote if you want, but I'm going to give this quote by Albert Einstein. He said, try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. Wonderful. And I think that's in building on what we talked about last time around core values, <clears throat> excuse me, is when you have a greater awareness of who you are and the things that actually will bring the greatest reward by you giving your attention to them. You become less driven by success, perhaps in a worldly sense, and more driven driven to become a person of value. And how can how can I add value? So for me, how can I add value? Well, get me focusing on leadership and growth and helping people to flourish. 
I can add value. You put me somewhere else and you'll get some value from me, but it won't be as great as it could be if you had me in that spot. And I think that's what we're kind of going to look at and build on today. Yeah, I think we're kind of, I think we're coming into an era where we, where we have to define what is important um, you know, I, at least ministering in Copenhagen, you know, ministering in Scandinavia, I think there is a big desire for authenticity, you know, maybe there always has been, uh, but I think it is more important now than ever when in, in the age of access to absolutely everything and you can, you can find, I guess you could say stimulus or you could find things to be a part of just at the click of a button, you know, you could be a part of this community, that community, or, you know, of course online at the moment, but, uh, you know, the world is our oyster in that sense. So uh, finding what values you align with or, or knowing who you are or knowing what's important to you is, is, is really key. Um, I'd so, I'd, before we dig into it a little more, uh, I do remember watching a, a video recently, uh, it was probably last week, from a church commentator. There's a few of them around, but this guy seemed to know what he was talking about. And he talked about the the V, the big V. You know, in previous times, um, the big V for churches and ministry was vision. You know, where are we going? You know, what what are we doing? Who do we want to be? And there still is a place for vision, but now in this day and age, the new V in town is is values. Yeah, it's it's a, who who are we? How how do we get there? Because there's so many different ways, or we could talk about the future. There's so many different ways to get there, but what is important to us, the way we get there and who we are in the process is very important in this day and age where you could pretend to be anything that you want to be. Absolutely. And it's an important question to ask yourself, actually, that if, when you think of values, when you're finding somewhere to work or a church that you want to become a part of, do my values line up with the values of that organization or the values of that church? Mm. And, you know, it's never going to be a hundred percent. I think that's naive. If you're going to think that way, there's always going to be stuff about a place that you won't agree with, but don't allow that to be enough, enough of a reason necessarily to fall mm. out with it and, you know, have issue because there is no perfect church. There is no perfect workplace. Um, but, the hope would be that you can find some sense of alignment because actually these are the things that are important to me and they're the, some of them are the same things that are important to that organization. Mm. But the reason for getting you to think about your core values last time out and kind of the journey up to that was so that it can help us to say yes to the right things and no to the right things. Yeah. Um, and so our core values define us. But I really believe that when we get to kind of focus our life in those core values, can uh, the right values, sorry, can open up doors of opportunity, can help us build relationships with people who we've never met because we have a sense of alignment and we share the same values. That it can bring favor, it can build our credibility, our reputation, and so much more when we kind of, yeah, put our attention in those and work at those. The key is the journey to that because there's, you know, uh, people listening to this, young leaders listen to this might be 18, 19 and uh, you're having to go to work somewhere that 
doesn't align to your values and actually it's just a means to an end i just want the money at the end of the day and that's all there is to it um and i i guess we'd both say that's okay because that's also a part of life but the key is what you're doing alongside that to get yourself ready for those opportunities that might come your way in the future yeah i think i think kind of also what we're talking about is alignment um in in any kind of organization things really happen when people are aligned and of course you can't click your fingers and make that happen. That's something you just work at. That happens through communication. It happens through conflict. <laughs> it happens through all kinds of things. But um, I really think, um, have we talked about the four stages of arming on here before? I can't remember, Julian. Help me. No, we haven't. You, no. Guys, you should have seen. You should have seen his <laughs> reaction. Like, what? what are you talking about? Uh, the sta- four stages of arming. Any team, any organization. Um, I need to remember who. Uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll tell you who it is in a sec when I can remember. But there's four. It, it, it's in sports teams, organizations, all of that. The, the four stages of getting from forming to performing. So um, the first stage is forming the team. Second is storming. It's always storming. People finding their their place, their role, personalities, all the kind of stuff. And then the next is norming. Then after you've been norming, then you can move to performing. But it's a sliding, it's a sliding scale because if the team is not performing, you have to go back and look at what do we what do we do to get back to norming? What is our normal? And then when that doesn't work, you have to go back to storming. Uh, because something isn't work. You have to tweak the organization. You have to move people around, and that will be a difficult time. And uh, if all else, if it doesn't work, then you have to go back to forming and working out, okay, who even needs to be at this table? How do we start from the beginning? So so alignment is so important for uh, performing uh, as a group and, and as a leader, you have to bring aligning. But there is a there is a process, and that's, Norming, storming, sorry, forming, nor- forming, storming, norming, and performing. <laughs> Say that with me. Oh, forming, dear. storming, norming, performing. And in that storming and norming phases, those two really critical stages, that's where values are crucial because nobody connects around skills. They, connects around, they connect around values. Mm, yeah. You know, who makes us us? Well, yeah, and and for, like I say, for the people listening, actually, they're probably st- young leaders are probably in that forming stage. They're in that initial one. So actually, when you go work somewhere for the first time, what you begin to discover is they're not the values that I want to align myself with as much as the ones that you do want to align with. You find the ones that you don't want. Um, and the discovery really of your core values, it's a lifetime process and I, so i love that the kind of journey that you that there is a journey to it you're not going to find them all in one go it's going to take time for you to get there and i know that's not what people want to hear because we live in kind of an instant society and i can get answers to everything uh you know on my fingertips kind of thing on my phone but for stuff like this you can't you can't find an answer to this instantly you can't go get four values off a shelf somewhere that can be your values um, you've got to try some stuff. You've got to experience some things. You've got to be in places that you don't like, that are uncomfortable to discover probably, well, definitely discover what your values are. 
Yes, definitely. And just for all of those people who are still confused, look up Bruce <laughs> Tuckman. Uh, it's actually called Tuckman's Model for Nurturing a Team to High Performance. So I was I was told it was the four stages of Orming, and it very much could be. But um, yeah, Bruce Tuckman's model of team development. So yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. There you go. But let me. Um, I don't know if I'm going to explain this well. I'll, I'll try and do my best when it comes I think to values. You'll do great, Julian. When it comes to values. But there are different types of values that we often live by. There are what are called intrinsic values, which are things that we do purely because we value them in and of themselves. So, you know, I mean, I don't play the piano, but let's say I'm, I'm learning how to play golf. Hopefully there will come a point where I don't have to think about what I'm doing. And I just play golf for the joy of playing golf. I'm not bothered about whether I win or lose. Which is actually, I'm probably there at the minute because I'm never going to win at the moment. So it might not be the best example. You, but, you, you know, probably might win if you play against me. People who play the piano, you know, at home with their kids. I'm just playing for the joy of it. The kids love it. We, we all have a sing-along together. There's no physical reward to that. It's, you're doing it for the joy it brings you and for the joy on the people's faces. And that's those intrinsic values. The opposite to that, the ones that compete are what are called extrinsic values, which basically is when you have to you do things that you don't want to do because you'll get something for it. So, you know, I have to go to work today at McDonald's or as my daughter has to go to work today at the chippy at the fish and chip shop. You have to, you, yeah. yeah, there we go. You have to explain to the uh, Europeans what a chippy is. Right, in, in Australia, a chippy is a carpenter. But anyway, keep going. Well, to the fish and chip shop, you know, it's it's not part of the day that she enjoys, but the extrinsic reward is she gets paid for it. And actually that's going to help her when she goes back to uni in September because she's saving that money. So there's a that, but that's the compete that's the competing aspect of values that we do it for money we do it for admiration we do it for status promotion recognition um and we'll do things that we don't enjoy because we'll get them rather than just for the joy of doing them so i hope i've explained them well there'll be someone listening going no 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 you haven't got that right but i think i have and that's the challenge when it comes to values that actually we want to spend we want to spend more time focusing on our extrinsic values those things that will bring reward just for the fact that they bring reward not because they get us promoted or because people might acknowledge us um but we can't you know there's a balance i guess there's there's a competing in there mm. yeah i think the more you get a chance to live your life by design, and that takes time. Yeah. You you'll be able to um, do the things that are intrinsic values. But people don't. You don't just like go through school, and you know you don't just live your childhood and then become an adult and be like, "Cool, I can live life on my intrinsic values." No, no. That you you have to do things for a time, mm. um, so that or you know, there's this. The, I, I think in your this is really key for young leaders. The more I think about it servanthood and educating yourself as a leader often is about doing things for extrinsic value, getting credibility, learning skills, discovering who you are, all that kind of stuff. Because the time will come where you can start to lead out of intrinsic 
values, yes. things that come through. But there's there's seasons and seasons before that happens. So um, I think I think that's really important. And you, I, I'm I, I'm remembering many episodes ago, you had a quote from I think it was Dave Ramsey about doing. You know, I, I need to look up this as well about doing things that you have to do so that one day you get to do the things that you want to do. Yeah, um, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to find that before we go. But I, I think that is also just a fact of life. Um, let's let's use a Bible reference. You know, David when he was out being a shepherd. You know, he was away from his brothers. He was out in the field by himself, and that definitely wasn't a glamorous job if you compare it to being a king. You know, or anything like that. But he had to do what he had to do for a season and he learned skills and he learned all of these things that actually came in handy for him when he uh, had to step into his calling and he had to lead uh, as a king. So yeah. his heart after God, all of those things, his courage, all of those things were formed in him out when he was shepherding. Then when he actually uh, came into a public role, it just was a part of who he was, he was a worshiper and he was a warrior, and that was those were in those, those were intrinsic values. So you could just list off all the examples of why uh, it is important to categorize those things. Yeah, and David's a great example, actually, that even when he knew what those values were, he 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 wouldn't have worded it as in my core values are these things. But once he'd kind of discovered that, and um, kind of was living life geared around that. He still made mistakes. Yeah. He still <laughs> he made some pretty huge mistakes. Yeah. Actually, Not just when one. He, so <laughs> it's just because we discover what our core values are, and just because we do our very best to live by our extrinsic values and want to in, achieve our goals attached to them, doesn't mean we're going to get it right all the time and we're not going to make any mistakes. Um, but I think the, the sooner you can get on this journey and kind of have a heart to discover what my values are, how has God wired me, what are the things that I would say are important to me, the sooner you can get into the place where you're making decisions that are based on them, not purely on what you're going to get because you get the opportunity. You know, so oh, I'm going to take this job because of the money attached to it. No, it can be a good reason. Okay. And actually at times we might have to say yes to it because it's a necessity, but there will come a point. And um, I think for me, I was probably in my mid thirties when I kind of looked at what I was doing and thought, am I, am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? Um. And I, I'm still doing some of the things that I was doing then, but I'm also doing other things that are perhaps more attached, stuff like this, which has nothing to do with my day-to-day -day job, but is more attached to my core values in wanting to help people to flourish and understand leadership and to grow. That's what comes out of it. But it took me till I was in my 50s <laughs> to get there. So, yeah, you know, it takes time, which may be bad news for young people who want it. I want it today. Yeah, that is the problem with the Instagram generation. <laughs> you know, seeing people's, yeah, that seeing everyone's highlight reel and comparing and all that kind of stuff, it's really, uh, we could get into a whole other topic about what, what voices are you listening to and, you know, who's informing your decision-making. Um, 
you know, from that aspect. But this is, we're talking about your decision making from your values and don't abandon good values because, you know, someone else will give you sort of a shortcut value or, a, you know, let you know that there's a way to cut corners and get successful, you know, faster than everybody else. But um, yeah, your value, you know, don't, don't abandon good, tried, tested um, values. Yeah. Internal values. <laughs> you, you, you're struggling there to word that, but no. I, I, I am. And I'll tell you why, because it is bothering me that I can't get that exact wording from Dave Ramsey because I thought it was so good. <laughs> but, it, but it is true uh, in, in the spirit of that, like a get rich quick, get rich quick schemes was something I heard about when I was younger. Now it's like get successful quick schemes. And I just don't think that that is a, that is a universal principle or a universal value that works. No. So I hope in this episode, we've just helped you, like we said at the beginning, unpack this idea around values a little bit more. Um, in that sense, the good news is you will begin to discover what they are for you. The bad news, if it's if it's bad news, I don't know that it is, but is that it might take you a little bit of time <laughs> to discover them, but that's okay. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope it inspires you and empowers you on your leadership journey. If you want to find out more about The 19 Project or Axe Generations, why don't you head to the19project.com or check out Axe Generations on Instagram or Facebook. We'll see you next time.